Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And I'm Caleb. And it's my pick this week. It's actually a pick that was recommended on our Instagram from a listener. Yeah, shout out to Valeria Jimenez. Thank you for the recommendation. So this week we are doing the Go soundtrack from 1999. Go! 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 I remember yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a movie I watched. This was a soundtrack I actually owned. I don't. I can't remember why. <laughs> it's a good soundtrack. It's yeah, well, a interesting. I know why you picked it. Why, why did I pick you it? You love like rave. You love trip hop. You love that '90s industrial rave sound. This, this is a movie real, is stressful. <laughs> this is a real send off to the '90s. 1999, Big yeah. Beat is all around. Uh-huh. I had never seen this movie. I watched oh, it yeah? for the first time in preparation for this. I loved it. I, re- I rewatched it. it. I was fun. like a little bit. I was like, okay, I remember it being more of a ripoff of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, but in reality, I think it was actually really good. And the structure, it had kind of a, a little bit of a Rashomon structure, but it wasn't wasn't really aping Pulp Fiction that much. But no, I think people were really trying to um, tell stories differently through film in the '90s. Like this was very. Uh, like from like three different perspectives of like the same and like it was unnecessary that they did the three they could have just chopped up the movie yeah and not I, had to be like i guess the only thing it was the two of the stories kind of what the first story made a little bit more sense after watching the third story i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i had completely forgotten about the vegas one in the middle which had nothing to do with anything really which apparently was added in later oh okay that makes it was sense. like in the first draft of this they're like well what what did he do in vegas he's like oh you want me to write that they're like yeah why right. did he go to Vegas? <laughs> Chris, well, this is a soundtrack podcast, not a movie podcast. So yeah. Let's uh, get into some music. Sounds good. Track one, No Doubt, with New. Early No Doubt, early-ish. Yeah, big time. Uh, no Doubt holds up pretty well. I love, love No Doubt. It was one of the first concerts that I went to was, it was I went to see Weezer, but they were the middle act for a No Doubt concert, who I also kind of liked, but it was on the Tragic Kingdom, so probably 96 or 97. This I think this song is for the soundtrack, mm-hmm. or uh, it, it ended up on one of their later records, but this was the first release. Who was the opener for that concert? Do you remember? I do remember. Yeah. It was Edna Swap who might come up later on the podcast. Okay. Okay. Oh. Well, call forward. Interesting. Why, you giving me a, did you know that? Yeah, I did. I was, <laughs> I was also there. Uh, I was in a stroller. My dad. It's a setup, man. A big, no doubt. <laughs> you gave me a look like you knew who opened. No, no, I just wanted to see if you remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, how old do we think Gwen Stefani is? Right now? Right now. <laughs> okay. Right now. Um, I will say 48. She is 50. 50. She right. just turned 50 October 3rd. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. She stays young by sacrificing a husband every 10 years. Well, Oof. 
I think the the real story is that she has to be Tank Girl, uh, so she needs to keep that image and look until her, the her style is so clearly ripped from that movie. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I thought they were the same person for years when I was a kid. But just, I mean, Tank Girl has a soundtrack, uh, maybe worth doing. Oh yeah, maybe. I tried to rewatch that movie. It's uh, a little dicey. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. There was. Well, we can get into Tank Girl. <laughs> well, I'll save it for the Tank Girl Another podcast. podcast. This song is playing in the grocery store when they're in the back uh, doing whippets and uh, playing the name game. Oh, which yeah. Which is like, you say like the first and last name of a celebrity or like or iconic person from history, and then you have to do, the first name has to start with the, la- the first letter of the last name. I think, yeah, they were doing like dead celebrities. Yeah. If you yeah. don't remember what Go is about, it's about a group of kids that work at a grocery store, mm-hmm. and they like taking ecstasy, yeah. and it's about a, a drug deal gone wrong. That's true. That's true. And it's Timothy a, Oliphant is a uh, fantastic drug dealer. Oh, he's great, he's, man. Dude, Timothy Oliphant's really good. Yeah. Uh, the biggest movie star in this movie is only in one scene. I don't know if you caught her. Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah, it was her first role. Yeah. It was her first movie role. She looks young. <laughs> she yeah. looks really young. I think she looks the same. I think she looks oh, the yeah? same as she always does. She's kind of... Oh, she's man. great. She's All right, great. Nikki, what do we got next? Oh, boy, I'm excited about this. Track two, Steal My Sunshine by Lynn. And I'm not only leaving my anybody who would want to come So I missed a million miles of fun From Lynn's album, You Can't Stop the Bum Rush, which... Uh, oh, I, I know. I remember buying that CD and listening to that song and probably nothing else on that CD. Yeah, that was definitely one of those CDs you bought for the one song. Yeah. Well, see, I had this album, and I think that this was the album that made that song kind of hit the charts, and it made Len blow up as a one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. I actually saw Len probably in 1999, maybe 2000. Uh, a buddy of mine was into them. Uh, I think before this song came out and they were playing in Seattle and we went up and it was actually a really fun show. It was much more like kind of party hip hop except for this song. Yeah, I can (laughs) see that. The music video for this song too is totally nuts. They're basically like a bunch of Daytona beach goblins (laughs) uh, riding around on scooters. And on the scooters Mm. they have like Vice magazine stickers. It's kind of like when Vice Vice, is like early. That's when it was cool. And uh, it's got a sample of the oh, song yeah. More, 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 More. Mm-hmm. by the Andrea True Connection. Yeah. Uh, let's hear the original sample. There it is. Yeah. Great sample. Yeah. I love that Terrible song. Terrible lyrics <laughs> more, more, to the Lynn song. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like uh, the Andrea... Well, Andrea True was... Um, she, she was, was a, a porn star. Yeah, former. A former adult, adult film yeah. star. Adult film actress. And more, more, more was kind of a hint at, you know, like, you know, sex stuff. And uh, <laughs> I always thought Steal My Sunshine was like a reference to virginity. Oh. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Because, I mean, yeah, the, the lyrics I don't, don't, think so. they don't quite match up, but it's... 
I think well, it's about like, like being at a rave. Yeah, because yeah. it's a brother and sister. I think were like the the two heads of the band. Oh. And the the guy, the brother who wrote it, I think he was modeling it after uh, the Human League. Don't you want me? Because it's like the two parts. It's it's like telling the same story from different points of view. Or like switches yeah. between the the a guy singing and a girl singing. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun song, man. I, I like know. that song a lot. I like the intro too. Nick hates it. Uh, it you know, I love you. Relooking at the lyrics to that song. Yeah, I, just, oh. I don't know. Listen, if you look at lyrics from anything from the nineties, yeah, I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Do you remember some of those lyrics? Uh, yeah. uh, let's see what what lyric. Uh, now the fuzzy stare from not being there on a confusing morning week impaired my tribal lunar speak. Impaired my tribal lunar speak. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Oh man, that song uh, that was playing when they discover the gun uh, in the Ferrari. Oh <laughs> and, yeah, uh, this is... they stole a Ferrari. Uh, Tay Diggs and the uh, the British guy who hasn't been in like much t- else. Two thirds of the movie kind of centers spirals around a uh, uh, like a Christmas themed uh, rave, mm-hmm. and this song is not in that part for some reason. It's when they're in Vegas and they would yeah. should not be listening it's like to like cruising around in a stolen Ferrari. <laughs> Tay Diggs, yeah, just getting a gun pointed at him. <laughs> it's like the most <laughs> reckless. I've I've never felt more like ah, <laughs> he's pointing at it. And he's like loading it while like pointing it at his own face i'm like dear god very stressful yeah (laughs) they're all on drugs and stuff Uh, so the movie is streaming on i think i watched on crackle or something i watched it on crackle and there are i think i I counted i think i watched 72 ads (laughs) i can't watch it on crackle that's the catch that's the catch i can't watch those ads it uh, ruins the movie because there's too many Every ad break, it's like eight ads. In my mind, I was kind of like, oh, well, I don't think this movie is going to hold up that well. And I just like, we'll have it on the background. But I got really into it. Yeah. No, I I sat down. I torrented it because. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You rented it on iTunes, I think is what you meant to say. that's what I meant to say. He bought it for (laughs) $15.99 and owns it. Let's get into track three. This is Philip Steer with Magic Carpet Ride. You guys ever heard that song? Anybody ever heard that song? Steppenwolf? <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is the closest we'll get to like a, I guess like a bad cover on the on this. This is a dodgy remix, but mm-hmm. um, you think that like with the way that that remix sounds, that it would be the version that's in the film? Is it not? It's not. It's not the original is in the movie and this is what they were this is what they pulled for the soundtrack this is an intensely 90s remix that i don't hate mostly because i think the original song is kind of cheesy in itself so and it's also like it's so overused in so many movies that's that's what i think it's it's like from team america austin powers uh (laughs) 
Star Trek, I guess what Apollo I say, 13, Jay-Z, Reservoir Dogs. It's the like list the, goes on. If this guy had been remixing like a Pink Floyd song or something, you'd be like, oh, fuck, holy Jesus. But it's like Steppenwolf. You're like, okay, like whatever. <laughs> I mean, there was no shortage of classic rock songs that in the 90s, they added a bunch of like, let's go. I was thinking about that. And it's like, I was like, is this... Because like when I when I had the CD, I was into it. But I've been like hearing a lot of EDM, like they're kind of remixes, kind of covers. Yeah. Of like there, there was like a there's a popular one now of like a Steve Winwood song. Yeah. And I'm like traffic. Okay. Yeah. They're like really. <laughs> I will say that What's this a... is this is better than traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Winwood. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is a lot better than the uh, the David Bowie Fame ninety oh, remix. Yeah. True, yeah. true. 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 Oh man. That was a stinker. All right, so so this was used in two commercials, uh, one being Dodge, and one being for Skechers, which it doesn't the get Skechers, any more '90s than that. Oh my God! Yeah, you don't know. In my mind, like half of all Skechers ads feature the band Len. That's mm-hmm. like the vibe. That sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, Len that reads. Len looks like Skechers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Len feels like Skechers. <laughs> yeah, Len sounds like Skechers feel. <laughs> It's also like the glasses that the girl's wearing in the music video, those like 90s yellow sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. which I heard, I always heard those were like synonymous with heavy drug users because of like the rave. Yeah, yeah, it was like a rave culture thing. Um, I I guess this is the version of the 90s that I have more nostalgia for uh, rather than like the kind of boy band 90s or the even, I guess the grunge 90s. But but I kind of like this like late 90s rave culture it's goofy. I know you do. I know you do, man. Yeah. All right, you lived let, it, man. Let's hear the next song. <laughs> We'd like to uh, go ahead and lighten it up a bit here with track four. This is Natalie Imbruglia with Troubled by the Way We Came Together. When you recover from yesterday's There really is such a fine line between electronic music production that holds up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Some really does, and some just can't uh, yeah, stick yeah. with it. <laughs> Natalie Imbruglia, what she Australian uh, soap opera star. Yeah, and she gained mm-hmm. fame uh, with a cover of Edna Swap's song "Torn," mm-hmm. which uh, it was a huge pop hit. Earlier than this, I guess probably yeah, maybe that was like middle school yeah. dance ninety six or oh, something. That's and that song bangs like yeah. I still like that song. And like Edna Swap was more of like a ska. They were like they definitely made sense opening for No Doubt, and they came on and you know nobody had any, and they were playing and uh, and they're like okay this is like one of the songs we're known for the best. I actually got uh, somebody else did a version maybe you've heard. <laughs> And then they did torn and everybody's like, about everybody's it. like, what the fuck? Playing like trombones and shit with torn. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Natalie Brilli, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it, it works well in the movie. This is when Katie Holmes and Timothy Oliphant are making out. Oh, um, this is towards the end then. Mm-hmm. 
it's a good it's a good makeout song i guess but uh yeah i remember natalie imbruglia there's a great interview with her and zach galifianakis on his show uh late world with zach which was, was that the VH1? The VH1 show like okay, before. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Anyone, it mm-hmm. was short lived. I think he had like it was like less than a season. They yeah, canceled yeah. him before the end of the season, and he knew they were going to cancel him, so he just started like going off the deep end in like the last two episodes. And it's it's a great watch if you can find any of the footage. But uh, she came off as very um, not that interesting <laughs> in the interview. If you could, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I don't want to throw shade on Natalie Imbruglia. Maybe there's a reason we're uh, we're still talking about Gwen Stefani and no <laughs> I'm sure in Australia she's the biggest star ever. Well, I I don't think she could sing very well. I think she was more an actress and she looked great. And then I heard there was like uh, she was on stage at some concert and like couldn't lip sync or something. So they had to. She Oof. actually had to sing and she was really bad. Oh, oh boy. boy! Yeah, yeah. Can't lip sync, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough gig. <laughs> Should we get into track five? We can do it. Uh, we got Fat Boy Slim with Gangsta Trippin'. Not too shabby, fat boy. Classic fat boy. Yeah, I had this album. This was his huge, I guess his second album, um, Norman Cook. He was in a band called the House Martins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think British or Scottish or from the UK anyway. Yeah. This is a uh, UK house. There's stuff. so much uh, UK big beat on this mm-hmm. soundtrack. I guess that was just what was happening in 99. Yeah, yeah. It was the sort of second wave British invasion sort of thing happening with techno and that sort of thing. But. This is definitely uh, Fatboy Slim is one of those artists where it was like an album that I listened to obsessively when I was in high school. Yeah. Just because you only had a few albums. And it was so sample heavy that for the rest of my life, I've been hearing little snippets in like soul records and in like everything that I have, like disco records, all of a sudden I'll hear that like. Well, this fat boy? That piano loop. And, fat I'm, boy? and I'm just like, oh no. We've had him on the podcast before. He was in the, uh, the Cruel Intention soundtrack okay. uh, for Praise You. Yeah, yeah. Which, even though it's been played, you know, so many times, I still think it's a great track. Yeah. Like you should. That was the same, off the same album. I think, yeah, there was a couple other songs I liked better. I like this song. It reminds me of like Beastie Boys, kind of. I always think about that Christopher Walken music video that he did oh, for yeah. that Fat Boy Slim weapon, song. Weapon of Choice. Yeah, Weapon of Choice. That, yeah. was, that was later Fat Boy. Well, these would, yeah. I mean, he hooked up with so many great uh, music video directors. Yeah. There was like Michelle Gondry did some of his. That's Spike what comes Jones. to my mind. Yeah. He was in the, he was in the inn with those, yeah. those mm-hmm. awesome music videos that were getting made in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like the heyday Early for 2000s. music videos. Yeah, man. Um, uh, the first uh, uh, theater show I ever worked on that, uh, here Lies Love was uh, based on the album that Fatboy Slim made with uh, David Byrne mm-hmm. about uh, Imelda Marcos. It's really great. Give, yeah. that, give that one a listen. Yeah, Norman Cook's still doing stuff here and there. Did Ecstasy hit the UK first? And that's why all this... Trickle down? Trickle down 
stuff happened? I think a bit. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Like, it definitely changed. uh, Supposedly, it changed, like, music culture in the UK pretty quickly. And then it changed grocery stores (laughs) forever (laughs) in America. (laughs) There's a lot of uh, examples of that undanceable techno that you've referenced, like, 90s white people house music. (laughs) This was like... God, like why? It was the first time they had ever danced. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. the UK, and they danced some, harder. Some than human made that music. <laughs> All That's it took crazy. was a was a chalky little pill. <laughs> Got an entire culture of white people just dancing their asses off to anything. That, I think yeah. that rave culture started in the UK. I think it was like a, you go out to the country, and that was like a thing. Yeah, I will say that Makes some sense. of the rave scenes in the in the movie did like stress me out. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, really? yeah. Uh, I guess. Um, I can't remember his name in the movie, but um, one of the kids that takes two uh, pills, oh, yeah. supposedly you can fry an egg on his head in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, his his ecstasy trip is like really, really intense. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they find him the next morning, you know, like under a dumpster. Like a day and a half later. Yeah. The thing back then, at least, uh, I don't know if, how much of it was uh, urban legends, but word on the street was all the pills. There were pills. You never really knew what was in it. And yeah. so it's like... So Mitsubishis. Yeah, like some people would <laughs> be, it's like, oh, these ones, places. like every once in a while you get a one and you start tripping or whatever. It's like, I don't know. But yeah, I think that they use Macarena in that part that didn't yeah. didn't make it to the soundtrack didn't no, make didn't. it it was a uh, it was like a macarena rave remix oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's like not the original <laughs> fucking, uh, i was grooving the grocery store the yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> grocery store remakes with that other lady in the grocery store it's great it's a great scene dude i love grocery store remakes that's <laughs> <laughs> in the repertoire this uh the fat boy slim song was playing on the way to vegas where uh old brecken meyer makes mm. his first appearance with a hey brecken oh yeah he's terrible a- blowjob story that he guess he stole from um tay diggs. From tay diggs he also i think throws out the n-word yep. a couple times says the n-word and tay diggs is like dude come on what are you doing i'm really happy that brecken meyer's character isn't in the movie much yeah i know he like instantly gets sick yeah yeah it's pretty bad <laughs> Dude, speaking of uh, grocery store remixes, we've got one up next. This is Jimmy Luxury and the Tommy Rome Orchestra with Cha 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 Remix. Go Remix. Go Remix. (laughs) Cha Cha Cha, don't you know that I love ya? Cha 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 Cha, always thinking of ya. Cha Cha Cha, won't you come on? The big band possesses me from inside out He's got class, real clout The kind they talk about on the front page of the New York Times Got the gift to gab and rhyme Hear his name flow when the wind chimes In the Palm Springs patio Have a martini, maybe one Cha-cha-cha, baby This is, uh, this is like Favreau core Yeah Yeah the same like, director as Swingers. Oh by yeah, the way. yeah. I don't think we mentioned that. Uh, John Favreau. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He's actually directed a lot of great things. He directed Live Die Repeat. I guess it was like Edge of Tomorrow mm-hmm. is what it was originally called. The Bourne Identity. This movie. Yeah. Doug Lehman. Doug, yeah, Doug Lyman, I think. But uh, this uh, this song is like it's all good, man. This song is bad, but I wouldn't fun. throw it on. No. I would throw it off. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? I I can't tell because I I had this CD and I listened to it so much that I'm I'm kind of impartial. But is it more cringe or kind of fun, goofy? 
I mean, it reminds me of, like, 90s movies. Yeah. Like, I think it works well in a 90s movie of, like, you know, all right, we want, this is, like, a downtime in the movie when they're at a certain <laughs> place. Let's, like, throw a remix in. <laughs> I, I haven't heard the original Jimmy Luxury in the Time of Real Orchestra Cha-Cha. I don't think it's that much different. This is, their whole thing was, like, rapping over, like, big band, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not great. No, it's I'm not, not going to go to bat for it. But um, it, I'm not. I'm not totally off put. It's not. I'm not cringing. Okay. Not yeah. Cringing. That's what. I, that's all I'm saying. I was cringing at a part uh, in a track that will not be on the soundtrack, but I did hear in the movie. Okay. Is uh, our old friend Lenny Kravitz has a Lenny's track. got a track and in the film. Does anyone know where it played? Is it in the strip club? It's in the strip club okay. where Lenny belongs. <laughs> I did. I heard that. And I couldn't tell if that was Lenny Kravitz or there's an artist on here that's very Kravitz like. I wasn't sure. I let out an audible <laughs> when I was watching. <laughs> I could tell right away it's just that that bastard shredding, unholy guitar playing. I mean, you yeah. can smell it a mile away, Lenny. Lenny. What else can we really say about Kravitz that hasn't already been said? I do think we. So we have one uh, one star rating in the iTunes store. <laughs> Um, and I believe it to be either a Lenny Kravitz fan or Lenny himself. Uh, I can't see any other option. Uh, and it also, guys, like and subscribe on the iTunes store. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw that review and I was like, it's either one of, a personal enemy of one of us mm-hmm. or more likely it's some somebody who, who had a music the career in the 90s <laughs> who had one song on one soundtrack. It's the yeah. guys from Days of the New. Something, yeah. something yeah. like that. And then they're just like, hey, fuck you guys. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we deserve it. <laughs> yeah, fuck us. That's, but, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I do hashtag uh, a lot of those random oh, bands. No. Just to, but they'd just have to, to be the kind of guys that would like go through something they were tagged in. Yeah, I mean. But, like, uh, I would. Yeah. If I were in Days of the New and someone was like, hey, we talk about you on this podcast, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. I'll give it a listen, right. you know. <laughs> Wait, fuck you guys. Yeah. Dude, how dare you, man? <laughs> we were a big deal on the Godzilla soundtrack. <laughs> Uh, Nikki, what do we got next? Nothing but good news. This is track seven. This is <laughs> Estero with Song for Holly. Some, uh, what is this like some music playing in the chill out tent yeah probably is that what's happening uh, I, I don't I, know what's happening I remember Estero being like uh, featured on a lot of stuff kind of similar to a band called Marchiba uh, maybe more aptly you would say just a very Canadian Bjork mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah she's yeah. giving off that vibe if you look at her Wikipedia page her <laughs> face is pretty huge right there. She, but she was you know she had a kind of a long career yeah. of bubbling here and there, maybe involved in some hip-hop collaborations. Yeah, she, uh, I guess it, the the band refers to, or it refers to herself and the band that you had yeah. with, what, Doc McKinney? Kind of like a Sade. Sade is the singer yeah. in the band. I think it works well in the movie, but... Oh, oh, oh shit. Google oh, alert. Shit. <laughs> On my phone. <laughs> Fuck! 
This just in from Consequence of Sound. Moby is an animal rights advocate, and he now has more tattoos what? to prove it. As November is my 32-year vegan anniversary, I thought I'd get a tattoo. Well, technically 12 tattoos to celebrate. And we've already covered uh, Moby's new neck, neck tattoo, tattoo that says vegan for life. Huge on his neck. But now Moby has gotten 12 tattoos. They're basically just down his full left and right arms. His right arm says animal and his left arm says rights. Animal rights. Moby. And it, Moby. It, they don't look great either. It's, <sighs> it's, pretty, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah, they're not filled in. Uh, it's impact font or something mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> like well the, the his vegan for life is it's a bad font like it looks like <laughs> it's the meme font you know what I mean like uh, I mean I Peta loves it but uh, I'm I'm worried about Moby at this point he he must be going through something I think Kinda, he's spiraling after I have the to, I have to recuse myself but I oh, will man. say that there there is what is like Moby your dad something that's in yeah. vogue right now is. Uh, <laughs> like purposely bad tattoos yeah like all the the biggest stars are having bad tattoos done on their faces and everywhere but these are the besides raw- aaron carter who else <laughs> you know uh post malone uh, but anyways these are the wrong kind of bad does that make sense yeah that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i mean we we hear we hear you moby we're all about animal rights but uh but you, you gotta stop bud before he gets a face tattoo of like two sea otters you gotta slow it holding paws no, like I think this is all like smoke and mirrors effort to distance himself from the Natalie Portman thing, which would I mean like essentially was putting the the nails into his coffin as a as a career musician, you know. But it's it's kind of sorry. Who was the uh, who was the guy that came out with crazy CeeLo? Uh, CeeLo. Okay, oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of a CeeLo move when like he got I think accused oh, yeah. of got, sexual like, assault. Me too. And then he showed up at like yeah, he got me too. And then he showed up at like a, a red carpet thing in gold paint. Like he was like a golden statue man. I was like, this doesn't take away attention. This just draws more attention to the thing. I don't you know, know, man. I think that was Michael Jackson's like whole go-to thing. move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like how can I be? How can I commit crimes when I'm a cartoon alien? <laughs> You're like I don't know. The old, like, uh, Sean P. Diddy Combs move. He's like, yeah, he got in trouble for, like, waving a gun around at a party. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm P. Diddy now. <laughs> That'll uh, do it. You can't, you can't convict Pup Daddy because he's dead. <laughs> now it's P. Diddy. Oh, uh, what was it like? John Mellencamp, John Cougar, Cougar Mellencamp, Camp. John Camp Cougar Mellon. <laughs> I think that, I don't, he wasn't trying to distance John Cougar. himself from, like, horrible things. <laughs> Yeah, John Mellencamp. He was bad. Yeah, no, his death showed out, up out in the suburbs. Some family got mauled in their backyard, and he's like, "Just call me John Mellencamp." <laughs> he showed up waving his guitar around. Yeah. <laughs> Little Diddy, uh, <laughs> cougar named Mellon. <laughs> jump back into track eight. We've got Lion Rock with "Fire Up the Shoe Saw." Uh, somebody made that track. I like it, man. I it's like it. it's, it's got that bass. sample of uh, 
uh, these boots are made for walking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The uh, Carol Kay was her baseline, right? The uh, you know, it's that was a good impression. It's like a little bit of an off <laughs> off brand, you know, Fat Boy Slim yeah. off brand Chemical Brothers. Yeah, this this was played during the uh, the rave intro, uh, the intro of the mov- uh, movie, where you would later find out it was the Merry Xmas party. Yeah. Um, but M A R Y, like a lady's name. Yes. Um, I hear the party's gonna be dope. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, I discovered a new genre of music. <laughs> Look, I took this old beat and I just added a. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. What do you, you call, guys what do you call that? You don't know what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> was that New Jack Swing? What do you call that? <laughs> uh, that's, that's just, Not New Jack Swing. Big beat. Big, big beat. Big go. beat, baby. It's much better than... There's going to be some... Uh, we're going to dip our toes into some trance later. And trance is uh, legitimately awful. It's like, trance is so gross. No one listens to trance anymore. Like, there might be some people that are clinging on to trip hop still. (laughs) No one's listening to trance. It was the worst of all the, like, house. I think that trance, like, like more smoothly went into the bad EDM that we have now. Whereas, like, this kind of big beat has enough, like, hip hop into it that it kind of, it's more closely related to good music. Yeah. I Even guess. if it's not good itself. <laughs> you think trance like paved the way for like thievery corporation and shit? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I think there's I think the people that are still holding on to trance are mostly the DJs that were responsible <laughs> for playing the tracks. Stevie okay. I think that's the case. Yeah, I used to share a studio space with a guy who uh was he claimed he was responsible for bringing trance music to the US. <laughs> And uh, we we never really uh, spoke after that. (laughs) Well, yeah, trance. But he would listen to that, you know, this music still, uh, you know, to this day, all day, every day. It's pretty wild. Of all the genres of, like, early EDM, (laughs) trance made, like, a seamless uh, transition into, like, waiting room and, like, uh, acupuncturist office type yeah. That's where it went. Just to give you an idea. <laughs> it's just it's in the aura, man. It's in the ether now. No one so gross. Yeah. There's no physical copies of it anymore. Scrubbed. Um yeah, I think uh Lion Rock in my uh little bit of research, they also have a song on uh on the Idle Hands soundtrack, which is a soundtrack we were batting around doing. We were going to do, but uh, we can't seem to find it. Can't, can't find <laughs> no a clean one copy. can find it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a movie I've actually never seen, so if we find a copy, I'll oh, watch the movie. Oh, it's a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. I, it's worth a rewatch, I think. I've not seen it in years. Jessica Alba in it. If you guys have a physical copy or a digital copy of Idle Hands soundtrack, you know where to send it. Classic Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. Seth Green? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah buddy. I know Jessica about Alba. I remember the trailers. It's about uh. his hand. <laughs> Gets possessed. By the devil. All That's right, right Chris. <laughs> I think we might have a little game. Gamey Gamerson coming up. Yeah, I put together a game for us this week. It's uh, the first edition I've put together of Tinseltown Tunes. Oh, hey! So I was wondering what that TT stood yeah. for. Yeah. I thought I said that was my game and that you could never do it. So You can't own a game, man. Yeah, I can. <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah, there hey, we go. Hey. 
That's my theme music, Chris. Do you hear it? No! No! Take this away from me, Kayla! And then at the end of the episode, we're going to recommend our favorite Christmas song. That's right. Uh, in That's honor right. of the Christmas... What was the name of the Christmas rave? Merry it was Xmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Xmas. Yeah. Merry yeah. Xmas. Yeah, yeah. And it was all taking place on we Christmas We used to Eve. call drugs X. Christmas Day. But, uh... Oh, how things change. 1999. <laughs> Stick with us. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, a review, uh, did I mispronounce something, or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at Tracklisting Podcast, Twitter at Tracklisting Pod, or email us tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends. And, and they, they tell, tell two, two friends, friends. And they <laughs> tell two friends. <laughs> that's how you start a movement. Yeah. And also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell people about the, the playlist on Spotify. And then they'll tell two friends. And, and they'll, they'll tell, tell two friends. friends. <laughs> we love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to track listing. We have a round of Tinseltown Tunes. <laughs> Thank you very much, boys and girls. Uh, Give it to us straight. Tinseltown Tunes is a game where I play clips from uh, from films of people singing inside the film. Mm-hmm. Call it a. Uh, there's a word for it. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> no one, no one cares. Digestive. Nobody, nobody yeah. knows. Yeah, diegetic. Diegetic, diegetic music. That's right. That's right. Something yeah. new to that. That's a reflux. Dianetics. 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 So listen, no, I have brought everybody here to talk about Dianetics. Oh, here we and go. Confederated products. So I, I think that these might be very easy, but you never know. I, I can't tell if they're easy just because they're movies I'm familiar with. But I'm, You're in my house now, man. I'm here. Go ahead and ask me any hints as we go. But, so we're going to uh, hear the, the clip, and then uh, you guys just collaborate. If you know it immediately, uh, let the other person sweat it out a little bit. We want to give you the uh, the actor and the movie. Actor and the movie is what I'm, what I'm hoping for. So let's okay. hear clue one. I feel it in my fingers. In my fingers. I feel it in my toes. I feel it in my toes. I know this. Love is all around. Oh, fuck, wank, bugger, shitting, ass, head, and hole. The film, Chris, is love actually. actually. All right, right. Uh, and the actor I, is um. I don't know his do name. Do I want to say Bill Nye? Bill Nye. Bill Nye. There we go. Uh, singing "Love Is All Around" the Trog song from yeah. 1968. What uh, What else has Bill Nye been in? Uh, he was a bad guy in one of the Pirates movies. He's a great old British actor. Yeah. He was in Shaun of the... Or he's in a lot of the Edgar Wright movies in small roles. I just saw him in something. I just saw him and, uh, and I was like, oh, it's a funny name. Bill Nye. Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye. Nye. The science, science guy. guy. <laughs> hey. Uh, anyway, All right. so, so far so little, good. A little bit of a gimme, but I thought with the Christmas connection, I might as well play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little crimbo right. connection. All right. Let's go into uh, clue number two. Clue two. Cause I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a singer. I play my music in the sun. 
A little sitar edition. Yeah, a little, uh, little Indian vibe to oh, that song. Playing the, the Joker by the Steve Miller Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. 1973 song. Okay, what could that be? Is this uh, Harold and Kumar? No, it's no, it's not Harold and Kumar. Okay. okay. Uh, this, some... The actor singing this is an actor we've talked about many times on this podcast. I'll say the movie is from 2008. 2008. Okay, that narrows it down. Okay, I think I, I think I'm zeroing in on that. Is is the actor? Uh, has he been on SNL? Uh, is this probably his worst movie? Probably. The actor is is not Indian, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm picking up on. Um, <laughs> it's a movie I've never I... actually seen. I think it's called The Love Guru, the and love, is that the love Mike, guru Myers? With Michael Myers. Oh, Michael Myers? Michael Myers. Michael Myers. <laughs> scary stuff. Spooky. That's really spooky that stuff. Is spooky. I heard. I've heard horror stories about The Love Guru. I heard it's just the the worst movie. Like I've never. I've I've just seen this clip. I've stayed away from everything else, but. Uh, I thought it was. I thought that the sitars might give people a little bit of a clue. Yeah, that is just yeah, yeah. terrifying. Well, the the. The Indian accent really threw me off because I was like, 2008, that's way too late for like somebody to be like, doing a Fisher Stevens move, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are at round three. Mm-hmm. Round three. Round three. Maybe she's in the Bahamas where the Caribbean sea is blue. Weeping on the tropical moon at night. Nobody talks. Is the scene that this plays in in the movie at a bar? It is not. It's not at a bar. I. This is from something I've seen quite recently, I believe. Uh, is so is the, Amy Smart in this movie? No, I do not believe so. Okay, She might be. Oh, well, you, I think you would know. Yeah. Uh, the song is Whole Wide World by Reckless Eric. Yeah. 1977 song. Uh, the movie is from 2006. Okay. Have we done this movie on the podcast? We have. We have not. 2006. Let's hear it again. Yeah. I, 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 is that jason schwartzman no this is a comedian in a dramatic turn is this steve carell it is not steve carell there's an snl connection okay i want to think that way Hmm. Oh six. Is it Adam Sandler? It's not Adam Sandler. I think he, in my mind, I can recognize the voice. I feel like I can too. I I know I've seen this movie. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, give me a, one more hint. One more hint. Well, get, ask me some questions. Okay. So, um, is, is it that, Will Ferrell? It is Will it Ferrell. It is Will Ferrell. But what's the fucking movie? 2006. Ah. Uh, um, oh. Ev- yeah. Everything must go. Or Mac, Stranger than fiction. Stranger than fiction. fiction. Yeah, yeah. Got That's it. the one. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> Guess With twelve. A, we got it. Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> you guys are so, such such geniuses at uh, asking for hints. Ah, <laughs> uh, give me a hint. Uh, is it Will Ferrell? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, know. Ah. I was. I was. Some, closing that's it genres. That was. Yeah. Uh, that was, was a great movie. Out. I love that movie. Uh, Maggie, never, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, I have yeah. not seen it. Oh, oh really? I think it's actually pretty good. He's like he works. He's like a tax guy. It's uh, uh there's, a, there's a f- an author. Uh, it's not Tilda Swinton. It's uh, Tamilda. Excuse me, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. There we go. She's an author who starts to realize that the characters in her story are real people. That's right. And uh, Will Ferrell is a character in her novel. Stranger than fiction. And he can hear her narrating yeah. his life and knows he's gonna die. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen it. It's good, man. It's fucking good. Round four. Round, round four. four. The final round. All right, for all the non-points. <laughs> for all the Christmas trees. <laughs> work, uh, work on your uh, clue. you got to ask me questions. It's okay. Like, all right. Okay. Well, think, think Rob Schneider. Is it Rob Schneider? Right. Well, I mean, I, I invented this game, so I don't know if um, I'm really going to take a note from you right now. <laughs> Creator's rights. <laughs> round four. I have no idea. There'll be a fish. A fish is an animal that swims in a brook. I know that voice, but All I can't. Right. I can't narrow it. Yeah, it's a familiar scruff. He is uh, singing "Swinging on a Star," the Bing Crosby song yeah. from 1944. Uh, this movie was way back in 1991. Mm-hmm. Okay, that throws me off a little bit. Uh, play it again, because I yeah, think I think I'm, you've got to be able to get this voice. I'm zeroing it, in on the voice. Rather be a fish. A fish is an animal that swims in a brook. You can't write his name or read a book. They're a very familiar voice. Okay, I think I got the voice. I'm blanking on the movie. Okay. I'm not going to say it yet, but does does he also have a singing career? Or he, does he think he has a singing career? He's very interested in in a musical career. <laughs> okay, okay. I think this is uh, our uh, our good old friend Bruce Willis. Bruno, go. Bruno himself. Bruno himself. Yeah. Um, eh, the <laughs> wine coolers. <laughs> what's the wine coolers thing? That he oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. So this Golden is, wine cooler. Uh, uh, so ninety one. Ninety one. Can't be a diehard. This Oof. is a movie that I watched being a being a Bruce Willis fan, uh, and I was very confused. <laughs> um, the song itself is a bit of a duet. I I almost put uh, a part in where there'd be two people singing. But like Goldie Hawn is she in this one? No, no, I don't believe so. Do, I don't do you know, know the, if I know the Willis flick? 
Is this like the bad comedy one that... Um, it was a notorious bomb. Yeah. Lost God, a lot of money. What is it called? Like Return of something? I can't remember. No, I think you're thinking of Fletch. <laughs> no, I know Fletch. That's Chevy Chase. Now, what, what, what is this? It's a, it's a duet with Danny Aiello. Danny Aiello. <laughs> Danny Aiello. Oh, Aiello. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From... Uh, from uh, uh, Daddy Papa, Papa, Papa knows best. Uh, Papa just wants the best Papa for you. Best. Yeah, yeah, the, the Glad sequel. I could contribute the correct pronunciation <laughs> of Danny Aiello. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to Papa Don't Preach. Uh, right. Look it up. All right. Uh, yeah, maybe you guys haven't seen this film. Do you want me just? Uh, yeah, just do it. Come Hudson, on, Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Yeah, 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 yeah. One okay. of the weirdest fucking movies I remember. It's like watching. a spy movie, sort of, right? It's like a noir comedy. He's like a a thief, and he sings songs to time his uh, his heists. Oh my! God. Check that out. <laughs> that sounds like such a turd. Check that out. I think that was on one of those like dumb like WatchMojo.com like. Worst movies of all, like, worst bombs of, you know, all time. But yeah. I think it lost a ton of money, and I think... Lost yeah. a ton of money. Ugh. I want to thank <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hollywood for preparing another round of Tinseltown Tunes. Thanks for playing. Yeah, that was great, Caleb. That was a great job. Good. Merry you, Christmas you to all. Thank you so much. We all win, or we all lose, depending on how you look at it. Oh, Let's jump God. back into the soundtrack, y'all. We're at track nine. This is Goldo with To All the Lovely Ladies, the radio mix. Another little hitch in my story to tell She's got an old man who don't treat her so well In my mind it's a crime, she don't get due respect But I got some love, I like to inject inside In the morning with a night shirt on Living free, hanging out, really turns me on If I was so blessed to wake up with Kay Only thing I could say, it was a good day I treat you like a queen That was like a poor man's right said Fred yeah, with like a uh, pretty, pretty anonymous Daft Punk production that they don't want to take credit for. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what. Oh, that, that's pretty terrible. What is yeah. that accent? I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell if it's somebody with an accent trying not to have one or somebody without one trying to have one i think it's the former i think it's somebody with an accent trying not to it's like some eastern european like yeah it's trying like, to do um, like an la accent or something yeah <laughs> golly <laughs> what was um i'm blanking on his name but he was in children of men um british actor oh, clive clive owen, owen. Yeah. when he was in um when clive owen was in um, he's trying to do an american accent he was trying or to do the american accent in what was the noir like comic book movie oh yeah. the sin city the sin city movie he yeah. sounded like not right now gail <laughs> not right now i have to do this and you're like what the what do you do just be british no one cares <laughs> i'm always impressed with how like a lot of british actors can seamlessly do american accents but I think sometimes the ones who can't and they get like booked on a film, this doesn't take itself seriously enough to like hire dialect coaches. It's like, it's yeah. not, this isn't like an Oscar bait movie. Right. And they just roll in and do an American accent and people are like, oh no. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> just, uh, well, it's like, it's too late. Cause you don't find that out that they can't do it until you're like rolling. You know yeah. what I mean? I've, I really like Uh-oh. Benedict Cumberbatch, but he does some dodgy American accents. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, 
with British, you can like tone, you can barely do like, you can just do some slight words and you're like, that's passable. You know what I mean? You can basically have an American accent with a few words like that and you can basically pass as British. But like American, you have to dumb down your whole fucking <laughs> deal. So it, it, I think it's actually a lot more difficult than most people think. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everyone assumes you can just do an accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild, man. Mm. Just trying to think about bands that uh, kind of do that going both ways, where you get, you know, the the British band that sings mostly in an Amer- with an American affectation, and then the flip side of that. Mm-hmm. Probably hear the flip side of that a little less. Yeah. Um, but if you've you do ever hear, heard, uh, you know, the the band Ministry, the industrial band from, yeah. I think they're from Ohio somewhere, maybe. Are Cincinnati. they really? Yeah, I assumed yeah. England. No, no. Uh, they're, Unforgettable career. They're a Midwestern band, but their early um, singles, I don't know if they actually put out an album in this, but they were doing much more like Depeche Mode, like uh, synth pop, a little bit dark. But they were doing a British accent because that was Synth like pop sort of yeah. like that. Yeah, it was like that. It was Al Jorgensen from fucking Cincinnati or wherever doing a British accent. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, this was maybe like um, the the biggest plot point in the movie. This is when um, they decide to start selling Advil and fake fake drugs at the at the rave. Which is, you know... Oh, yeah, they go into that kid's van, and, and uh, you know, he buys the fake drugs, and it's uh, hitting him really hard. Yeah, he's like, I feel it, man. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, there Children's it is. aspirin. There yeah. it is. <laughs> we get some, too, man. But, I, you know, everyone in this movie is an asshole. Like, no, one's, no one goes without doing something really stupid and terrible, which mm-hmm. is... One of know. the weird things is the, the kind of nominal villain is the drug dealer who is actually not really a villain, even though he's going to kill the main character at one point. Yeah. Uh, the villain becomes... By the end of it, you're supposed to kind of like him. Yeah, <laughs> kind of makes out with Katie Holmes, and you're like, okay, I guess we like this The, the two characters that end up accidentally hitting uh, Sarah Polly's character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jay Moore and Scott Wolf, yeah. man. And the, like the gay soap operas, yeah. opera actors. They're awesome. They're awesome. I think William Fitchner, the, uh, the yeah. commissioner that's behind... He's, the, he steals the show in every scene he's <laughs> like, in. The cop who's trying to get him to uh he's like an amway like multi-level yeah. marketing confederated <laughs> products him and jane krasinski or krasinski whatever her name is yeah krakowski. Uh, that's a great save yeah jane krakowski she uh yeah they're you think they're just gonna they're trying to bang both of them <laughs> they're really just there to sell them amway stuff well but the wife is trying to bang the one yeah <laughs> Scott it's, Wolf. it's very yeah very clear yeah, I mean, dude, they could have got, like, they didn't need to do any of this. They were going to, like, bury the body uh, yeah, and, like, or kill her. And you're like, <laughs> you just, like, you hit somebody. I think it's okay, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe that would, if you guys ran over somebody. I would assume that they were on drugs at one point in the movie that was cut out or something. You think so? It would, I mean, at least in the script, it would make sense. They went to a rave, like, if they took drugs and then they hit somebody with their car. Oh, yeah. But I guess it kind of makes sense that they hit the girl and then they look over and there's a guy with a gun, so then they run away. I think, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a bad situation. But to just then bury, like, go back to the scene of the crime and bury the body, yeah, they go is back. The worst decision you could have made, and and like completes the cycle of you being a, a shit person. Yeah, no one's no one's innocent in this one. <laughs> everyone everyone does terrible terrible things. Except man. for uh, Katie Holmes does fine, right? She makes out with the guy that tried to kill her friend. Timothy but she Oliphant. doesn't know she doesn't know that 
then he tried to kill her. Uh, still. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll give Katie Holmes a free pass. These maybe. are just kids that work at a grocery store on Molly. <laughs> you know, nothing crazy. Track 10, an artist with a very impressive name. This is DJ Rap with Good to Be Alive. Songs about the mind's eye, popularized by songs like this and uh, bands like Tool. <laughs> I remember DJ Rap. DJ Rap was a big thing. Um, I remember she was like the first like model slash DJ. She's Ruh-roh. she's like a proto influencer. Like I remember at the time being like, every what? word you just said. Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> just bad. canceled. It's bad. I think this might have been her her kind of. When I say this is her bigger, biggest hit, it makes her sound like she didn't... But she, I think she had a huge career and maybe still might. Very European, very... Yeah. Uh, DJ like Rap. DJ Rap. DJ Rap. I mean, if yeah. you're... If she's in the scene, I think she's in. It like, or I mean, like if she was hanging out at European techno drug. Yeah, rate, this is I'm like sure a, she had a very profitable career. Ibiza, you know? like yeah, yeah, drug rat. <laughs> I feel no pain when I'm high. That yeah, was a yeah. real lyric. Oh my god, <laughs> that was real. Drugs are the best answer to everything. I do want to read another lyric from Steal My Sunshine. <laughs> do you? Do, do you really? Do Let's see here. <laughs> My mind was thugged, all laced and bugged, all twisted, wrong and beat. A comfortable three, three feet, feet deep. deep. Nice. <laughs> nice. And also that second verse. I was frying on the bench slide in the park across the street. L-A-T-E-R that week. My sticky paws were into making straws out of big, fat, slurpy treats. Yeah. <laughs> They're all on drugs. What do you it's want? It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's 1999. <laughs> 1999. Everyone's on drugs, man. We're going to party like it's 1999. This is uh, the year old Caleb graduated from high school. Really? Yeah. Nice, man. Do you remember um, your graduation song? And was it Graduation Song by Vitamin C? No. I don't remember what it was. I went to like an arts. It might have been like a Tom Waits song or something. Nice. Wow. Like, uh, I don't, I don't okay. want this version like, of I Don't Want to Grow Up or something. Like Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Yeah, Bragging. That was, <laughs> that was it. Wait, what was your graduation song? I don't know. Probably. You're telling me you don't know what your graduation song is? Graduation no. song? We didn't, ha- we didn't <laughs> have a song. I just, you asked me. I know. I asked you. And I was like, I don't think I... I hope you don't... Did you graduate? I mean... <laughs> Um, technically, yeah. Okay, okay. What was your like uh, like prom theme? Oh, I didn't go to my prom. I was like in Mexico. Ours was wow. like one like Arabian Nights themed. Oh. One Arabian Nights. Was like, <laughs> one, Arab- one Arabian Nights. Was this during the Second uh, Persian War? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No. The second no. No. Two thousand six. Oh, okay. Well, no, yeah, it's still yeah, going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two yeah. wars and. <laughs> Yeah, of course it was. Oh we had a class vote and ended up choosing uh, Stairway to Heaven. It's our prom theme. Nice. Hosted at the uh, downtown Houston Aquarium. Let me ask you, did you put forth that prom theme? I did. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. Did you just take these stole, stole parts from other proms? Yeah. <laughs> and made exactly. a prom out of it? Totally recycled. <laughs> Plagiarized. It's these old proms in the 60s, man. They're <laughs> great. I think all the dads got together and they built like this big staircase and painted it blue and made it all sparkly. Nice. It's a real uh, group effort. Yeah, right. nice. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, we'll track 11. Thanks, DJ Rap. <laughs> Thanks for all you do. This is BT with Believer. There we go. Now we're now we're cooking at the club. Yeah, you guys are probably too <laughs> too young to remember BT, but he was like a big No, no, no. I big, remember BT. Yeah. Big electronic producer at the time, probably still. He did a lot of music for he basically did the score for the movie, I guess. Yeah, he he's yeah, ma- yeah. he's made his mark in uh like audio production. He's uh like made his own plugins and stuff that I've yeah. used before to make terrible sounds. <laughs> <laughs> this is I I kind of I respect this song for like a kind of generic club song I'm a believer. yeah very this is not quite into trance he did some stuff that was a little bit trance he, he made this i forget what the name i think it's called stutter or something like that but all the normal work that it took to like get a stuttery filtery breakdown and like build up with like whoosh sounds ascending you know in a song he made this thing that you can like you just hit a button on your keyboard, and it whatever it does song, the whole thing. it'll just do it all. <laughs> it's it's pretty fun to play with if you take a song that doesn't have that kind of breakdown, like running with the devil, and then you, it has this like EDM build in the middle. It's pretty great. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, BT. Yeah, BT. This is uh during the Mary Xmas rave when like we go back yeah. for the real first time, not just like seeing clips of it at the beginning. But um yeah, this is what I would imagine is like iconic rave music. Like I think they nailed it on the head. Yeah. This. I mean this is this is the shit I remember. Yeah, this doesn't sound too far off from uh like most raves that still go on in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> this is still kinda right on uh, right on the nose. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't go to rave for- too old you guys you guys party yeah (laughs) you want some benadryl (laughs) you gotta find those raves and interview people who are you what are you doing with your life what about the raves that you go to before work and it's sober oh yeah that's that's a big thing that's got to be the scariest group of people with the daybreakers daybreakers yeah speaking of people like going around and interviewing (laughs) to figure out what's going on there was a guy i think (laughs) for vice he uh you know, was getting frustrated with like how many people that seem to be unemployed in Williamsburg. Are you telling about this in the afternoons? So he just started going around to different coffee shops and, and you know bugging people. What do you do? Yeah, just asking people what they do. And one woman that he talked to said that she makes uh, her bread and butter by taking videos of herself uh, shit on the floor. Yeah, and she's like, "I did it at this place that we're at right now." It's like the Starbucks thanks. on uh, Bedford Ave. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so 
I guess that's what's going on. Cool. Rock yeah. on. Good job. Cool. Good job, Brooklyn. Yeah, cool story, right? Yeah. Thank you, BT. <laughs> Thank you, BT. Thank you, Brooklyn. How do you guys feel about track 12? Uh, let's I don't know. Take a, let's take a listen first. Eagle Eye Cherry. Yeah. Shooting Up in Vain, the T-Ray remix. Shooting up in vain. So now it goes ourselves as wedding. Eagle Eye Cherry, a real name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's Don Cherry's son. I don't know if That's you know that. Right. Don Cherry, the jazz musician. Mm-hmm. His Swedish son. Uh, I remember him as a one-hit wonder for Save, Save Tonight, Tonight yeah, which, which is kind of a jam. It's a great song, man. It's one of the first songs I learned to play on guitar. It's a great song. Yeah. yeah. I this was the artist I was referring to uh, as being a little bit Kravitzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like not quite the Ben no, Harper. A, yeah, but he's got his toes in the Kravitz. Well, he just <laughs> oh, the, that's an album name if <laughs> I've ever heard one. Toes in the Kravitz. <laughs> uh, just trying to say Kravitz is like a crevasse. <laughs> Crevices <laughs> and Kravitz. Yeah. Every nook and Kravitz. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like uh, something you find at Trader Joe's. Is that like Thomas nooks. Thomas English muffins new? <laughs> Your nooks and cravats. Cra- All the nooks and <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I loved Save Tonight, man. I remember crying to that song on the radio. Man. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's such a good song because tomorrow's gonna be gone. You know, you driving on the highway, you pull over, you shed a little tear. Yeah, you get back on the road. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm glad that you turned out all right, man. I, oh yeah, no, it's a miracle. Um, I'm great. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. You guys. Uh, I like the uh, the use of the was that the pan flute that we heard early on in that yeah, song. What do you think that is? I mean, that really predicted the future. Yeah, that, that paved is, the way for the didgeridoo. <laughs> man, there is flute sounds all over modern electronic music <laughs> to the point of absurdity at this point. Oh, well, like uh, growing up with Don Cherry, I'm sure there's a lot of jazz flute around. Yeah, a lot of jazz flautists Flout. that are out of work. Like, jazz flute. Let me do. Can I just do some jazz flute on your track? I don't mind a jazz. jazz Don, tell your son. <laughs> tell your son to let me do jazz flute. <laughs> jazz flautist. So, wait, is Eagle Eye the actual given name? I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah, Cherry is the last name. Yeah, I know the Cherry. That's funny. That's like a Prince or Madonna situation. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, it's a, Bob Dylan's a fake name, but uh, Madonna is real. Okay, <laughs> I forget the uh, the mom's name. Cherry is real. Okay. The mom's hey. name. Do you guys remember the mom's name? I remember that she's Swedish. I don't remember her name. Yeah, we almost like stayed with her when we were uh, traveling around playing music in Sweden because we were out of a place to stay for a night, and we almost got it was like a mutual friend, and they were like, oh yeah, you'll stay with like so and so Cherry. We were like Eagle Eye Cherry, like no, but his mom. Oh, like, oh, great! <laughs> Sounds amazing. I never love, ended up happening though. I love Don Cherry. I'm trying to look up what her name is, but <sighs> Mom Cherry. Mom Cherry. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> M- Mabel. This is great radio. Um, I actually don't cut this. I want. I want this to. Uh, I want this to happen. Let it be. Eli Lanou no. Cherry is his born name. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, born parents. Of. 
<laughs> doesn't say. Doesn't say. He's of Choctaw descent. It's a uh, Monica Cherry is her name. It is. And uh, how did you find that? <laughs> it's right here. And then uh, Monica. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> his half sister is Nina Cherry, who I don't know if you've heard of her. I've heard her name. Yeah, too. maybe it was Nina that we almost stayed with. Yeah. This is good radio. Pursued acting uh, alongside Jennifer Aniston and Chaz Bono. Oh yeah, they like went to like acting high school. Cha- Chaz Bono. Chaz Bono. <laughs> Rest in peace. What was the Jennifer Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Aniston. Rachel Aniston broke my brain. <laughs> ah! <Yeah. laughs> I was like, grr, grr. yeah. <laughs> That's like our version of the uh, the Blade Runner test. Yeah, where you have like the thing. Shh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What, what, what do you mean? What's a twist? Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel Aniston. Aniston. Uh, 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 and then I strangle Caleb across the yeah. Oh, man. Track 13, huh? Let's do it. This is the first time I'm seeing this band listed with this uh, particular full band name. Oh, is it Air French Band? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Air French Band with Talisman. say that that's from moon safari the album moon safari i think you're right yeah um out of all the tracks on this cd this is the one that i ended up listening to the most i would listen to the song over and over it's a nice song did they were they originally called air french band and then they dropped the french French band band and just went with air uh, Mm -hmm. the thing that i remember and this is so long ago that i'm not sure if it's true i think that they were air in france but then there was some sort of copyright thing when they went international so they had to go as Air French Band until they like gobbled up some other band name. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. This was during the uh, tantric threesome. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. the week, the week middle of the movie. Yeah, Desmond Askew yeah. <laughs> uh, learns how to uh, do tantric sex by just hearing Tay Diggs by, by talk hear- about by it. By hearing about it once, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, "Oh, all right, I can do that." <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that was, that's the, the Vegas trip is a movie in itself, you know, that's what I kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, because they're doing some crazy stuff over there, but like a, a worse movie. Yeah. I do movie. like the way that the, the ending, the ending ties, like how, how that story ties into the very end is mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think the movie ends in a great way. He's using Timothy Oliphant's credit card the whole time and they track him down and yeah. That pathetic strip club bouncer who has like the badass dad. <laughs> it's like Yeah, he so he shoots the strip club bouncer in the arm. Yeah. And they hunt them down. They like track them all the way back to LA. Mm-hmm. And then the ultimate uh reconciliation is that he's gonna let the guy shoot him in the arm and yeah. everybody's just sitting around watching. Uh yeah. The dad so, you know, he's he's scared to pull the trigger and yeah. the dad's like <laughs> You're weak. <laughs> but then it, it like happens off screen, right? So yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds I'm, me I'm a fine. little bit of uh, Katie Holmes is like, well, I'm going to go to work, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I think this probably came out after Four Rooms, but I remember the last scene in Four Rooms, the Tarantino scene. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember? It's yeah, uh, they it's, have it's a bet. The bet. Yeah, they have a bet where if he can't light the lighter like he ten times in a row, he's then the bellhop's going to cut the guy's finger off. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the build up, the whole bit up, and it's like the very first time he tries to light it, it doesn't go, and he just like chops down the finger. So good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is like a little bit of a. A watered down version of that, I think, mm-hmm. which I think was also ripped off from some other, probably some foreign film that Tarantino saw. Yeah, some French New Wave, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Air's music is like kind of interesting because it uh, it's so great for film music, but it's also great by itself. Yes, yeah, pretty even rare. though it's kind of like inherently cinematic, it kind of you, you can listen to it at any time and it's great. I think yeah, Air. It goes from really good to barely there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some songs that I'm like, has it started yet? Oh, we this, had the, there was, was like an air song in the um, Lost in Translation. Yeah. There was yeah. Alone in Kyoto. Yeah. yeah. Well, they really did. Great. Uh, it's great. Air but, did you know. pretty much the entire soundtrack to The Virgin Suicides, the friend, uh, Sofia Coppola film, Which right? Fr- I think a friend of ours has put on reserve. Oh. Yeah. Who's the friend? <sighs> Whisper it to me. I don't want to say it. I don't okay. want to say it. I'll let you know later. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is this Moby? It's Moby. Oh, okay, it's okay. Moby. He's so pissed at us right now. You're gonna have to face Ooh. this tattoo head on, Caleb. <laughs> Stare at the, down the barrel of his oh, animal rights of the two sea right. otter face tattoos. <laughs> Guys, we are pulling into the last song on the soundtrack here. This is track 14. We've got Swords by Left Field. Where where does she wear that sword? <laughs> On her side. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think we uh, we ended the soundtrack where we should in the in the middle of a nondescript background song. song. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, sort of a nondescript band yeah. that was. I mean, they they had their own success. It was a duo that was later just uh, Barnes. Oh, okay. And but it's like, like a British big beat. Yeah, band. yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, like associated acts were like Chemical Brothers and that sort of that sort of jazz, but right? Um, what's that other band? Um, Lebanese Blonde. Um, yeah, it's a little bit like little bit. more down tempo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The songs, whatever. <laughs> songs. That song is whatever. It's the definition of whatever. Uh, I could not find it in the movie. It must have played somewhere, but I, I scoured the whole movie looking for it. Don't know when it happened. Did you guys ever watch that Sarah Polly documentary that she made in uh, 2012? No. It's called Stories We Tell. Mm. I remember, I remember really, hearing about it, but I never saw really it. It's a really good doc. It's about her uh, finding out the truth about who her family is. And it's like this, this crazy story about discovery. Uh, Sarah Polly is the the female lead of the film. Yeah, we haven't talked about once. Yeah, <laughs> maybe once for a second. She but. she got the role. She didn't even have to audition for the role. They just gave it to her. Mm-hmm. Kind of had like a Uma Thurman vibe a little bit and go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check out stories we tell. It's a really great documentary. 
I remember her in a film called No Such Thing, where it was like kind of an early indie like monster film in a way, where she like uh, encounters like basically kind of like a troll kind of monster guy. Mm. Huh. It's a little bit about like what's you know you know what's real, what's not, or something. But it was pretty good. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like her. I, I think she's a great actress. Yeah. Dude, the cast of this movie is great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Direction's great. Writing's soundtrack. Great. Apparently, uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll find out. There's a couple of things, but uh, Timothy Oliphant, is, he was on like set for Practical Magic, and then they mm-hmm. kind of fired him without knowing. And he's got some great story on Fallon when he was like, Yeah, I was like talking to, uh, or like, uh, I was talking to this guy. Uh, it's some other the guy who ended up being the the sheriff in Practical Magic, and he was like, it was "Yeah, like I, Dennis Quaid or somebody." Right? Was it? Yeah, it was somebody a lot older. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh man, what are you working on?" He's like, "Oh, I'm, I just got cast in Practical Magic." Oh, me too. Yeah, what do you, what 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 role are you playing? He's like, "Well, I'm the sheriff," and like you know, I think I fall in love. And he was like, "Wait, are there two sheriffs <laughs> in this movie that both fall in love?" I don't know. And then like next day, they're like. Hey, sorry about that. We let you go, and his agent got him like this. Uh, I think he read for what either Jay Moore or Scott Wolf's role, but oh, ended up getting okay. ended up getting this Todd role, who was great. I couldn't see him as anything else in the mm-hmm. movie. But. Yeah, some intense sideburns. Yeah, but they almost pulled uh, the financial backing for it because there wasn't a good enough uh white male star lead in quotes they're like who do we got know. there's not a lead in this movie we gotta get a guy in there it's a white guy <laughs> um, yeah because there's a couple of tv stars he had scott wolf scott katie wolf. holmes yeah but um, scott wolf was um jay moore party of five right yeah you had a yeah. like early jane krakowski yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's great I, I botched her name earlier but she's great mm-hmm um, that's the soundtrack. That's the soundtrack. That's, that's the, soundtrack. the soundtrack. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's a go. It's a go. It's time to go. It's a go. 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 Which they say there is- in the movie like seven times. <laughs> go. Remember the name of the movie? Yeah. So we do have to review the soundtrack. Chris, why don't you go first? All right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Caleb nominates Chris laugh. to go first at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to do the baseball from style. Zero to 15. Yeah, it's from zero to 15 Christmas trees. Uh, <laughs> zero to 15 uh, Mitsubishi pills. <laughs> um, you know, you got 14 tracks on here, so you could almost just go track for track. That's uh, true. New Doubt, good. Land, good. No Doubt. New Doubt. Uh, <laughs> new by No Doubt. New, new No Doubt. New No Doubt. New No Doubt. New No Doubt. I'm going to give this, uh, there's a lot of songs on this I don't like. There's a lot of songs I don't think I'd listen to. Um, I'm going to give this right down the middle of the road. I'm going to give it a 7.2. 7.2 out of 15. All right. That's not bad. Do you want me to go next or uh, how do you feel, Nick? Uh, Yeah, let's hear from Caleb. Okay. This is a soundtrack that I actually listen to a lot and I remembered fondly. It's kind of a... It's funny when we did the Batman Forever soundtrack. It was something that in my mind was going to be really bad. When I re-listened to it, I was like, this is like way better than I thought. It's a little bit of an opposite. Uh, not in like a drastic way, but... Uh, uh, I'm nostalgic for a lot of things. A lot of the things I'm happy to hear, I think it's more nostalgia than actually enjoying the music for being good. I'm going to give it like a 5.2. Okay. 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 
Oh boy, Nikki, you hate raves. Out you hate of... the '90s. <laughs> you hate soundtracks. You hate this podcast. Notorious man. Out of <laughs> zero to fifteen, Christmas trees in the sky. <laughs> I would say. I mean, no doubt. You know, it's an alright track. Steal my sunshine. <laughs> I hadn't. I certainly listened to it a bunch when I was younger, but having had to revisit it now, I'm like, well, I don't know about that song. So <laughs> it's still a, like it. It's a great. I still like it's it. a great sample. I don't know about that song. True. Um, like the lyrics. That's like uh, the lyrics. Make the song. Uh, Dad school of music criticism. I don't know about that song. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Magic Carpet Ride originals not great. The remix is <laughs> even worse. Uh, and then a lot of the music in the middle just kind of feels like wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And it's like wallpaper at a party that I, is stressing me out already. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Air, that, that would probably be my favorite track on yeah. the soundtrack. Uh, I'm going to give the soundtrack a 3.0. Christmas right. Trees in the Sky. 3.0. Okay. I think it's a little low, but probably not by much. <laughs> yeah. The replay value on some of these songs is is very low, but Fat Boy Slim, man, that was a gem. That was no, a gem. Okay. Yeah, I, hey, I give I give it the highest rating here. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, hey. that was great. Before, and thank you to the recommendation from our uh, follower. Yeah, yeah, Valeria Jimenez. Shout out. Um, before we go, there's one last thing to do. We are going to add a song to the track listing Spotify playlist. Our favorite Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Our favorite Xmas song, I should say. Xmas. Merry Xmas. Triple Xmas, you know what I'm saying? Um, I can go first or somebody else. I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else want to go? I'll go first. <laughs> uh, I actually like. Talk. I, I talk to people a lot about uh, Christmas songs because I think it's interesting um, thinking about contemporary Christmas songs because there's so many great classic old songs. But in my mind, uh, contemporary ones, it's pretty rare for somebody to come up with an original good Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some more recent, but my favorite comes from 1960. This is uh, from Charles Brown, No Relation. Please come home for Christmas. Will be ringing the glad, glad news. Oh, what a Christmas to have the blues. My baby's gone. I have no friend to wish me greeting once again. Wise will be singing Silent Night Merry Christmas. I love a sad Christmas song. (laughs) It's been covered a lot. It's like a little bit of a Christmas standard at this point, but I love the original. That's a beautiful one. Beautiful one. All right, Chris, what do you got for us? I got a little song called All I Want for Christmas is You. Not by Mariah Carey. No! This is the 1989 version by Vince Vance and the Valiants. All right. Let's hear that. Mm. Let's hear it. Cause all I want for Christmas 
There it is. All right. So Vance uh, Vance and the Valiants. Lisa Burgess Stewart is doing the vocals on that. Uh, I have a lot to say about Vince Vance. Okay. Uh, if you see, let's Google image search him. He's like, his hair is pointed to what looks like a cone head head. Like it's like three feet above his head. It's, it's pretty insane. terrifying. It's right. insane looking. I'm Googling right now. Hold on. Um, and this is like, uh, Mariah Carey didn't even cover this song. It, her is a completely different version. Oh Leanne Rhymes. Leanne Rhymes probably has the best version of this. He looks like uh he looks like the bad guy from uh David Lynch's Dune. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very much so. Yeah, he looks like uh <laughs> it's fade. <laughs> Not the spice of life. <laughs> yeah, the spice. <laughs> My beautiful fade. <laughs> he looks like the bad guy from like Fifth Element like of what his like high school photo would have looked like. <laughs> Zorg? Yeah, before Zorg became Oh man. Zorg. So, so this guy and, and hats off he was one of the sweetest guys i've ever met but he was like hanging around <laughs> what? yeah so i met this dude he's from new orleans okay, okay. Uh, and he got in a lot of trouble for his song uh bomb 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 iran bomb bomb but he got, he got a bunch of death threats but after that oh boy uh, i guess he had some like roots in grand prairie texas uh which is right near where i live and right near dallas and he was part owner of like a, a like a room in this big theater, and it was like Vince Vance's comedy club. And so he was like poaching all these comedians, and like he would show up uh, at the comedy club and like be like, "Hey, I want you to come to my comedy club." And I was like, "All right." And so I did like a night there, and no one was there. It was like <laughs> seven people. And uh, I lost. It was like a competition, I guess. And I was like, okay, whatever. And he was there. And his claim to fame is this song. And so, like, he's hosting the night. And he's like, you guys want you guys want me to play the song? Do I play it? <laughs> all right. I guess. I, oh, come on. I guess I will. And he like played all I want for Christmas is you in like July or whatever. <laughs> and we we're like, man. I was like, it was the weirdest night of my life. And I think. Uh, he was making such a stink in that little like uh, like they end up kicking him out of the theater. They're like, you, you got to get out of here, man! Like I don't know what's going on, but uh, I wish him well. He was very sweet to me, but man, Vince Vance is a he's a very interesting character. And also, so he still spikes his hair, uh, not in public except for like during performances. But he's gotten balder and balder, so the spike is now like good. Have you ever seen like a Parasolophilus or whatever the dinosaur is? Like, it's just a weird, like, <laughs> like jutting out the back of his head. <laughs> it's very Jesus strange. Jesus Christ, but, man. Oh, anyway, man. best Christmas song ever. Uh, thanks in advance for that one star review, Vance. <laughs> we love you long time. <laughs> yeah, it's great, dude. Uh, Nikki, what do you got for your wreck? Uh, for my wreck, a little bit of a toss up. I was trying to choose between uh this track and uh fleet foxes is uh white winter hymnal uh but i'm going with a calf born in winter by krungbin oh yeah let's hear a little bit of that
It's kind of a hard band name to spell. That's uh, K-H-R-U-A-N-G-B-I-N. It's a Thai word for, uh, I believe, airplane. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love this band. This is a contemporary band. What what, uh, year is this from? Uh, What year? Like around 2004, I want to say. This track was first made popular on those... uh, those late night tales compilations. Each compilation, they'll pick an artist and they curate what their favorite like nighttime songs would be. And this showed up on uh, the one that Bonobo put together. Oh, okay. And this kind of helped start their career. They're a trio of uh, guitar, drums, and bass from Houston. Yeah, and I really uh, like them. They always uh, beautiful song. Yeah, there's this song called uh, Albatross by Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. before uh, Lindsey Buckingham and uh, Stevie Nicks joined. So this is like kind of mid-career uh, Fleetwood Mac, and it sounds right. when very it was much real like bluesy, that. very bluesy, yeah, yeah, yeah. instrumental. Uh, but yeah, I think this band's really good. All right, thank you for everybody yeah. for listening. Thank you guys for sitting through Go. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. That's great movie. <laughs> Decent to mediocre to poor soundtrack. Any thoughts on the next pick, guys? Uh, whose pick is it? Is it a Nick? It might be my pick. I think it's a Nick pick. It is a Nick pick. I've got a couple of ideas. Yeah. Some yeah. good, some bad. Yeah. <laughs> some really bad. <laughs> I'm going to try to find Idle Hands. If anybody out there has a copy of the Idle Hands soundtrack, please Keep dropbox it to us. Keep digging, man. Track listing podcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe for more content. <laughs> uh, thanks to Teen Commandments for intro and outro music. Yeah. And reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) We love you. Bye.